hey newbies, from time to time, sometimes we like spit out words that we may have covered before and it's an accident. But if we ever do that and don't explain some of the lingo, you can go to nftsfornewbies.com and get a lingo guide or just an NFT newbie guide altogether. That's going to probably save you some time, uh, maybe save you a DM and just have a reference so that way you can educate yourself on your off time if you'd like. And if you get any of those guides, then you will get our newsletter every week, every Wednesday, that is. And you will see what we've been up to, what we've released and where you can find us. Let's get to the show. Do you ever question your own behavior? I do. Every time I put a whole tray of lasagna in my mouth at once. But anyway, do you ever wonder why you're so addicted to something and spending way more time and money than you need to be? Do you ever hear of a term called gamification? You probably heard it back when our interview with good old Tom Bilyeu. And it's not a new concept. You are probably participating. If you're in the NFT world, you are probably participating in gamification without even realizing it. And we're going to dig into the what, the why, and the how. Right. Meow. Look, are you interested in investing or collecting NFTs, but are overwhelmed with all the information? Heather and I were true, true NFT newbies. We're going to break it down as we're learning, as we wander unafraid into the world of digital art. Listen, y'all, we're going to cure you of your FOMO, mildly educate you and give our unqualified opinions and hopefully have a lot of laughs along the way. I'm embarrassed to admit this, Rich, but I mean, like I've aired enough dirty laundry on this show that I can just admit what an idiot I am on things. (laughs) But listen, I had never heard of, thought about anything gamification until we started this show. And when people mentioned it, I was like, oh, well, I'm not into gaming. That doesn't apply to me. I literally thought it had to do with literal games. Um, You just mentioned Tom Bilyeu. We interviewed him a few weeks ago, and we have a couple of clips today from that interview. Check out the full interview. It's in the show notes if you haven't heard it. But when I kind of asked him about gamification, like, what do you mean by that? This is what he said. To quote Tony Robbins, the foundation of human happiness is progress. Without progress, you will fail to thrive. And so if you want to gamify something, you're simply giving people the sense of making progress. Measurement. So you want variable rewards, right? They talk about this in gambling. They talk about this in training dolphins. It's you want to give people something that takes them right past the edge of their ability. So it's, it's a little hard, but not too hard. And then when they get it right, they get a reward and that reward is variable. And so when you get that now, people are like, yo, I want to come back. I want that feeling because you're tapping into the, the dopamine system, which people think is reward. It isn't reward. It's anticipation. So like you said in the intro, we are involved in gamification without even realizing it. Did you ever go to Toastmasters, Rich? I've thought about it, but I haven't because I'm like, I'll just crush all y'all. See, I thought that too. I, I avoided. To- I'm, I, I know I wouldn't. No, no, no. no. I thought I was like, oh, I'll be good at And if y'all, y'all don't know what Toastmasters is, it's a, uh, it's a nonprofit organization that trains up leadership and speaking capabilities. And I just said that incorrectly so you can see how good I did at Toastmasters. But I always felt comfortable speaking. And then I went to Toastmasters and realized I was actually a really terrible speaker. They tore me up, dude. This is a different episode. Fuck that. How many of them are speaking all over the world? Get out of here. Listen, that's not the point. Get out of here. They they just want to put you in a box. They just want to put you in a box and make you feel like you don't know how to fucking speak. And you can just talk however the hell you want. And people are still going to love it. Look at your your Instagram. 
Come on. Listen, okay, turn this back around into gamification. So I went to Toastmasters for a year. You would get up and you would do these speeches and they would grade you. And I didn't know this, but when I was doing research on this topic, Toastmasters came up. Organizations like Toastmasters, it's been around for 50 plus years. They use gamification. How do they do this? Well, when you go to the meetings, they I just mentioned when you get up and you speak, they have a, a timer somebody timing you. They have an awe counter, a filler word counter, and they actually rank you where you can kind of level up to different rankings. And so you'll actually have a badge when you go that shows how long you've been in Toastmasters, what rank Rich is over here rolling his eyes, but that's gamification. And I participated in it without realizing it. Yeah, you're playing their game. Anyway, move on. What is gamification? I would listen to you talk any stage, anytime, and I don't need your freaking Toastmaster qualifications. I I like you how you are, so you don't need to say shit. Where's all this aggression coming from with Toastmasters? There's a story here. Because I went to one and I got thrown out. Oh, for real? No. Oh. We're going to talk about gamification, though, real quick. Here is a definition from Insided.com. In online communities, gamification is used to motivate and engage members by creating playful experiences and to <laughs> I threw this in there and to keep you addicted to discord <laughs> gamification uses an understanding of human psychology to elicit emotions and positive experiences providing people with an incentive to participate huh hmm. i'm looking at a pile of books right over my left shoulder and it says 12 and a half on them. And I got a ton of them to play literal book games for Gary V, which literally made me get into another layer, Immutable X, which made me go on Token Trove, which made, I mean, like the whole thing is like, dude, he just keeps the, the carrot dangling in front of you for all these opportunities. That's what's so crazy. When you really start to learn gamification, you realize you have been scammed, not necessarily scammed, but you have been in the game in a lot of different places. It depends, man. Like, well, I'll talk about motivation in a second, but it just depends. Like, does it feel manipulative or it, it just depends, right? It's like jab, 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 right hook. Like V friends, the reason I was so skeptical about it was like the price point. And little did we know like how crazy it was going to get the rest of the year. But I was like, ah, oh, that's ridiculous. But then I, I, I said, and you probably said it too, like, I trust anything this guy says. Like, he's delivered, he's delivered, he's delivered, he's delivered, he's had impact on my life. So maybe then it becomes less of a game. But now it's like just full gamification. Well, we're going to get into the ethics of it in a minute because you're right. There are some clear lines that, and even Tom, we will play that clip in a minute, mentioned the ethics behind it. But you mentioned motivation. So what do you mean by that? I actually, uh, I need to tell you the story of this uh, woman I interviewed. She she has a book called Prime to Perform, and she has this scientific equation called Total Motivation. And it's really, really interesting. It's all about like why people are going to hate working for you or why they'll stay and all that other stuff. It's super interesting. But anyway, she does talk about these two types of motivations, which are intrinsic motivation. So that's someone's interest and enjoyment in a task itself. Uh, you don't need a pressure or a reward intrinsic motivation is something like you, you ran a thousand miles last year. Like you, you had a goal, you wanted to do it, but you didn't get a reward for it. You just felt good. You felt the endorphins. There's no pressure. Like that was a total choice of your own. Extrinsic are triggered by external factors like prizes, rewards, or recognition from others. We see it all the time. Extrinsic motivation is I'm trying to get to 10,000 followers, you know, or I'm trying to get to however many so I could get verified, or I'm trying to have a V friend in my wallet so I could flex or I'm trying to rent a Ferrari so I could take a picture in front of it and make people think I'm rich. So either way, if you're in a community and the people participating have both extrinsic and intrinsic motivational reasons, 
probably going to have a lot more participation and levels of engagement. So Heather, I know you're like the community queen. I love that about you. Let's talk about some examples of how to build your community with this non-manipulative stuff. I'm definitely not a queen. I think I'm studying what it means to build a community. I mean, like, I don't even think we even really fully grasp how to do that in this Web3 space or whatever. And this gamification bit, um, I, I ran across this in an article and I thought it was a really good starting point. Because when you think about building community, I've had people say to me like, ooh, we want to use gamification. But I think people are using gamification for the sake of gamification without really understanding the purpose of it. So asking yourself, number one, what action are you wanting people to take? Because that will help you figure out how to gamify. So if the action is, hey, I want more engagement in Discord, that's going to tell you a lot versus, hey, I want you to invite people to listen to this podcast or whatever. So I know that's a super basic thing, but I think we bypass the goal <laughs> a lot yeah. and we're just doing crap to do crap. I mean, it's like lead generation, right? Like, mm -hmm. do you want emails to build your email list? Then you put out a lead magnet that says, enter this and you'll get this free guide. If you want people to buy, then it's like, buy this ebook for $3 while supplies last or some shit, right? Like yeah. it's different. Like you want a purchase. You don't want an email address. If you want traffic, then you're going to put stupid viral trends on all the social media platforms just so you get your following up. But yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm, I'm tracking. I just like to, I, I always like to just think back to web two and ways I know it works or is used. You know, I think you said, Rich, the other day on a IG Live or something that you really want to encourage people to get creative. And so I'm going to read off here some kind of standard ways that people are using gamification. Let your mind expand a little bit, because just like you mentioned Gary and how he's used book games, I and mean, that's a really creative way to use it. But some more traditional ways are obviously using ranks and levels, like I mentioned in Toastmasters. You'll see this a lot in Discord channels. You can actually visualize different levels. Like you remember those old thermometers wherever people would like show the temperature going up to 100 and then everybody gets a prize. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah. Progress bars, percentages, leaderboards. This kind of reminded me, uh, Rich, of my top eight friends on MySpace. Did you have a MySpace? I would pay probably $100 to see your MySpace. It was very punk rock. Like it was emo and insane. Badges, certifications, diplomas, hello NFTs. I mean, I think this is where you could use PO apps too. Those are kind of some more traditional ways people are, well, I say traditional, common ways people are using uh, gamification and NFTs. Is there something that I've missed there or maybe a, a unique way that you've seen it used? simple rewards going to subway and getting a stamp every time you get a sub like that's gamification like thinking like oh cool if i do enough of these i'll get a free one it's like dude they're just convincing you to come back to the store so you get a free one you're just gonna pay a bunch more than you would have normally so yeah i mean it's all over the place Hey newbies, our friend Sean has made an online course called NFTs Simplified. So consider it an extension of the things that we've tried to help you do. Now this course is gonna cover a few things and we wanna tell you about it because it is very affordable and it is very worthwhile. So obviously we're gonna cover what an NFT is, how to transfer Ether crypto into your wallet, how to buy an NFT, NFT security basics, all so that you can do the things you want. Some of you wanna make money, some of you wanna invest money, some of you wanna make sure your NFTs and your monies are safe. And that's exactly uh, why we're pairing up with Sean for this. 
So there will be five video lessons and there's also plenty of course handouts and notes. Uh, I'm looking at some of the reviews right now. Here's one from Haleem saying, the course is great. I love the graphics and wish I had time to watch all this before I tried to do it myself. So there's additional reviews just like that, that made us confident to partner with him and to offer this course to you for 19 bucks. Okay. That's about three Starbucks grande drinks. Okay. So think about it, 19 bucks to keep your NFTs safe, to get you some of that extended knowledge that you want and to just have a course from someone who is driven to help you. So we'll link it in the show notes. See you next time. I even think too, and maybe I'm off on this, but I know I do a lot of online shopping. Okay. And you spend 20, they'll give you a little notification. It's like, if you spend 20 more dollars, you'll get free shipping and you're like sold even though you end up spending more money because shipping wasn't $20. Actually, real quick, I just want to say one thing. Listeners, we kind of just gave you, like Heather said, kind of common ones. What are some really good ones that you've seen, whether it's in just like the real world or in Web3 or in NFTs? Like if you got some good ones, I definitely want to know like what's the most creative thing that's got you hooked. Whether you feel good about it or bad about it, we want to know it. So hit us up at info at nftsfornewbies.com or you could DM us anywhere. Twitter machine or IG. But this does raise, you know, the question of ethics. And really, we were kind of given this thought first by Tom. Uh, check out what he had to say about the ethics behind gamification. You want them to want that next level. You want them to want that next reward. That's what makes dopamine so powerful. But it's also what makes gamification this really dangerous game where you can get people into this mental health destroying loop of like, yo, I've got to get in. I've got to grind. Yes, I've got to put yes. in the work. And you don't want to do that. And so the mantra that we have at Impact Theory is as we gamify the founder's keys, if you're winning at Impact Theory's gamification, you need to be winning at life. And so if you're winning in our gamification and it's destroying your relationships and you're losing sleep and all of that, then we have not gamified it in the right way. And so we're really trying to be thoughtful about that. So using it in a healthy way, there's a really great article. I'll make sure it's linked up in the show notes from CMS Wire, who did address that. They said that in order to use gamification in a healthy way, like Tom says, we want to make sure their lives are actually improved. We need to make sure that the reward is for actual connection and contribution and not for just social validity or vanity. And I've seen a lot of complaints from people who have those Discord bots for the engagement. Like, oh, I'll go up on the rank. I'm just sitting there hitting French fries, French fries, French fries a hundred times to get leveled up or whitelisted, but I'm not actually contributing. Uh, so they have five key points about gamification in community building, and I'll take the first two and then pass it to Rich. One piece of gamification strategy are not incentives. They should not be used to motivate, but rather to acknowledge. So I'm not dangling this carrot in front of your nose. I'm actually giving it to you as an acknowledgement. So rewards, points, badges, et cetera, should not be given in exchange for an action or to motivate an action, but rather after a positive social behavior occurs. So users don't become expectant of transactional value for social connection. So somebody's not going to reward me for being your friend, Rich. You're not going to be like, oh, if you talk to Rich every single day, I'm going to give you this because that's not authentic connection with you, right? Number two, games are social specific for their usage, depending on age, culture, gender, and other dynamics at play. One gamification system will not and cannot reward 
reward all. So they encourage you to think deeper in your strategy to understand how reward systems can serve your community. And I love this quote, don't just create game dynamics for their own sake. So be intentional. This is number three, knowing that rewards will be given actually lessens intrinsic motivation for members and leads to worse outcomes on activities. So essentially it's like, I know I'll get a reward for, for intrinsic motivation, the kind that has no pressure, it, it lessens it because you already know there's going to kind of be an outcome and that's not the game you were trying to play. Number four, gamification should be used to recognize a contribution to the group, community, status, or commitment. It should not be used to recognize all people equally, regardless of these characteristics, otherwise, et cetera, et cetera. I'm trying to think of an example of this, but you know, your contribution to the community, uh, you know, kind of like the stars, like football players, you get a star on your helmet. If you had a sack or something like that, like it is kind of an, an individual accomplishment, but at the same time, it shows your contribution to the team. Right. Well, I think that just makes you think deeper about what is actually benefiting here versus an action. You know, they said, don't reward just based off action. Again, if I'm just rewarding people because of engagement, is that engagement good? And the last one is the most helpful elements of gamification for creating social connection are avatars, stories, and encouraging people to form teams to get work done. I actually don't like that aspect, but that's just because I'm weird. I hate like breakouts into small groups and shit, you know, at a conference. I, I cannot stand that, but I get it. Anyway, it says, and in contrast, to a many things, competition may not always be at odds with the community building if it is used to push the entire community forward. So NFT podcasters versus Web3 podcasters, like, oh, shit, y'all are trying to rumble? What's up? You know, like, it's, it's that. It's, it's essentially, can we move our community forward? Rumble. So that was a lot. So look, to recap, we found an awesome YouTube video from Dr. Zach without a K. So Z-A-C, uh, he earned one of the world's first PhDs in gamification design. Holy shit. He broke gamification down into these five things, Heather, what they is. Okay. So there needs to be, he said, this is gamification in a nutshell. Number one, clear goals. So remember, what is the action that you're wanting people to take? And, and like Tom said, are you proud of that action? You know, getting them to stay up all night long in your discord, is that something that's benefiting their own humanity, their own personal goals? So think about that clear goals, a clear roadmap, clear progress measurement. And this is true. This is just goal setting 101. This is Tony Robbins crap. Like if we don't see progress, if we don't know where we're at in relation to our goal, we're going to usually just say screw it. So make sure that there's clear progress, clear feedback, and clear balance between challenge and skill. So if it's way too hard for people or whatever, they're not going to do it. People get overwhelmed. They're normally out. They out. Speaking of going out, we got a final question to wrap this up. But what do you want to direct people to before we do that? You can see us. You can see us. You can literally see us on IG Tuesdays and Thursdays, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, oh, just come to our Discord and you could see us there. And we could talk and we could chat and all that good stuff. But thank you, everyone. We are right knocking on the door of 1 million downloads. 1 million in eight months. Can you believe that? Yep. I know. But okay. thank you. We could not have done it without you, but we want to get to know you. So come find us, come say hi, tell your friends, tell your wife, tell your kids. So here is the random question. Rich, what is your most attractive quality? Uh, I have one, my most, <laughs> physically? That's what I was wondering. Or, is it physical or not physical? 
physical, I will tell you. My, I will tell you my physical one is my calves. I'm very lucky. I have like nothing on my legs, and those muscles are muscles that appear frequently. Everything else is not not so much. <laughs> so that I will say for physical, mental, I feel pretty friendly. I I, I feel like. Like whether it's a client, whether it's a prospect, whether it's someone I'm just meeting, I feel kind of inviting, like like I'm not having this crazy intense conversation or anything that people could just really relax. Like I, I get that that a lot about the vibe. And I think that's attractive because it attracts people. What about you? Um, personality, I think what I've been told the most is that I genuinely care about people and people can pick up on that. So that's probably it. Physical, uh, Bron and I argue about this because he thinks my best physical trait is my eyes. And I think my best physical trait is my butt. I love my butt. I got a, a big butt and don't lie. So <laughs> <laughs> now everyone's going to want to see pictures of your butt. I like butts. And he doesn't like butts, but I like butts. So I think that's mine. But oh, he says man. my eyes, which is a bunch of BS, but whatever. What a nice guy. I know it. What a nice I guy. I know it. Well, good for you and your keister. So, hey, guys, <laughs> uh, we will see you next time. 